Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys, your premiere podcast for science fiction and science fiction adjacent movies, television shows, distribute originals, short films, web television shows, fan films, pretty much anything involving science fiction, moving pictures, and people talking. Yeah. We're on it. We are it. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Hey, buddy. Hi. It's been a minute. It's been at least three weeks. <laughs> it's been at least three weeks. Longer in podcast land. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we uh, it's coming in. This is, I think, this is what this is inaugural, right? Season three of the Sci Fi Wise Guys podcast. Season three, not year three. No, not year three. three. Season three. Wait, don't ask. We, don't ask why we did that. Why did we do that, Chris? I don't know. Because we're, <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> is that is that why? Because because uh, I mean, we didn't think it through. No, I think uh, I think the seasons have to do more with format changes, breaks, stuff we're doing to the you know to the podcast while years are time based so they're not they're yeah. not related they're not related sure. yeah why was season 2 so much shorter than season 1 uh, both in pod- content and time who the hell knows man i don't know it's our podcast we do whatever we want exactly and now we've squashed all the haters it's done <laughs> did we now yes <laughs> our <enough>. refutable <laughs> logic <laughs> refutable irrefutable shoot look <laughs> Look, my flawless is logic, okay? Yes. So. Yes, it is. So it's uh, it's been a few weeks. What have you been up to in our break? Uh, You know, just working, kind of kicking it around the house, still trying to get this office remodel finished up. The in-laws came into town um, uh, first week of February, or I guess the second week of February while you were on your vacation. Oh, is that what we're calling it now? Yes. Yeah. I, I've called every one of your business trips vacations. Yeah. And my kitchen sink Uh-oh. S- stopped up. Ugh. And I, I I actually, I think I've pinpointed it to the exact moment. I made shepherd's pie. Oh, and That sounds I delicious. I thought I got all the potato peels out of the sink, but I guess there were some already in the disposer. No. And so, you know, you clean out the, dis- you you know, you clean out your sink and then you run mm-hmm, the disposer. Mm-hmm. The disposal? No, it's a disposer. What's the disposer? That's what it's called. Google it right I, now. I am. Uh, I am. So doing it. I'm binging it. So the disposer filled up, I guess, what? and then the and the water backed up and it filled the sink, and that was cool. Except my in laws were in town when it happened. Oh, <laughs> not so good. So I wo- like I woke up like the day after they showed up because you know we run the dishwasher overnight because you know I'm not gonna like I can run it during the day. It's no big deal. But you know you just you unload it in the morning. You load it with dishes throughout the day, and at the end of the day, turn it on, right? I mean, it just makes sense to me and my brain. So I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning, like I do every morning for my workout, and I went into the kitchen to get our water bottles, and mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, the smell, yeah. Why, why does it smell like standing water in here? And then I, well, sure enough, yeah. <laughs> and so um, that was cool. I spent like $100 on it, but I, I, I learned a few things. One, disposers are like, plumbers hate, like love them. Because it causes plumbing issues. That's what I. That's what my dad told oh. me. Um, which is funny because he's he's the one who told me to get it. Uh, but anyway, so but I got an auger. I had to buy. Um, so the way my house is designed is our um, whatever that's called the the overflow trap. Like every house has yeah. one. I've yeah. got one in the backyard, and I've got one on the front of the house directly in Over, front of the sink. Overflow trap. Okay. Or. Um, released valve or whatever i don't know what it's called but as soon as i took this cap off and all this nasty potato water filtered out and then i stuck the auger up in there a couple times and i thought i cleared it i guess i didn't 
Uh, so I had to I had to go back in there again in my in my second attempt doing it I actually shattered that PVC cap which I was is probably one of the most impressive things I've ever done my father in law was standing over me you know he was helping uh, but, but you know he's just you know you, when you're being watched when you're working yep and, yep like I shattered it and he was like ah oh, that was old. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Byron. Thanks yeah. for that one. Uh, so I had to go get a whole new cap. But as it turns out, I think there are still, there's potato peel residue in sure. my P-trap, which is annoying because I was able to disconnect the P-trap, part of it, but I couldn't take it all off because I cemented it, whatever, plumber cement or whatever. And so now uh, my dad was like, well, you should probably just replace that P-trap because you can clean it. But if you're going to sure. take it apart, you might as well replace it. So that's a that's a project I got to <laughs> got to do sometime. Uh but yeah, that was my uh that was my February so far. How was your February besides learning that it's called a disposer? Uh when I look up disposer, uh <laughs> it redirects me to garbage disposal. So, I feel like uh you are not wrong, but I am more right. Uh the Wikipedia entry is called garbage disposal unit. Yeah, but it's a disposer. The actual item is called a disposer. If you go to a big box home improvement I did. center, when I looked it up and I went, no, no, to, no, no, I'm not. I'm to, not talking about the website. No, no, no. I'm talking it when, took me to when Lowe's. You, when I when, when you, I looked up garbage disposer, it took me to Lowe's and said right. garbage disposal. No, but I'm saying mm-hmm. when you go to the store and you get the box and you look at the box and you look at the instructions all over it, disposer. Mm. Mm. Okay. I mean, you told me you told me to Google it. I did it. And it didn't well, back technically you, up. you binged it, so you didn't do what I told you uh, to do. So. I used the superior search engine. <laughs> like I, I took whatever you were sure. trying to do and I made it better. Like let's just be honest. Sure. No, but Lowe's appliances, garbage disposals. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I'm telling you, if you go get mm-hmm. one, it says disposer all over the box. Number one, incinerator, which is the uh you know, Yep. That's yep. the one I got. Continuous feed garbage disposal. I don't know. So that I don't know, man. I don't know. Trust me. I don't. Like that's no, that's no, that, where this that, that's whole the thing, conversation is, started. I thought it was I, disposal my entire life, and then like they can have more than one name. I'm not disputing that it's called a disposer by some some companies, or maybe it's a regional. I don't know. I mean, by the manufacturer, <laughs> maybe which would be kind of regional. The most interesting part of um, trying to clear that is I used um, Drano. Yeah, yeah, which I don't know if you know, but Drano is really just it's just a industrial strength degreaser. Yeah. Which is why you're not supposed to get it on your hands. Well, all sorts of stuff you're not supposed to get on your hands. Well, I, I well, I poured it in the sink. Mm-hmm. You know, you wait the 15 minutes, and then um, you get Hot a pot water. of boiling water. Yeah. You pour, you know, you pour it in there, and it didn't drain oh. immediately. It did eventually, after like an hour, poke mm. out a little hole in the potato peel, and everything drained out of the all the water drained out of the sink, but it cleaned my sink. Oh, I bet. <laughs> like it was the cleanest my sink had ever been. Like where it says incinerator around the rim. Yeah. You know, that had just been filled up with grease. Like in right. gunk. Yeah, just gunk and whatever. Yeah. It looked brand new as in the day I installed it. I was like, what the hell? That's nice. This is glorious. That's so. awesome. That's good to know. I mean, it is, yeah. like you said, it is just a degreaser. What you need to get, Chris, in addition to your disposer, is a uh, countertop compost. I mean, you could just put the potato pills right in that. You wouldn't have had this issue. And you'd be composting. I'm actually thinking about just getting rid of it. What the disposal ri- in, in general? Or? Yeah, oh. yeah. So what they do is um, they make the straight through pipes or whatever. Sure. And they, they make an in pipe grate mm-hmm. with a hook. Oh. So you 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 use the sink like you normally would, and whenever it's full of gunk, you just yank it out. Yeah. And dump it. Yeah, I mean, I, you just get. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Do you just have the one sink? 
I had well, it's 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 the two reservoirs. It's the two reservoirs thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah sorry, reservoir. Yeah. That's a good word, isn't it? This is fantastic. <laughs> yes, Did you know that we're a sci-fi movie review podcast? <laughs> I'm just saying, yes, we are. No, so, that's fair. Yeah. And we're talking about a quarter a, almost a hundred year old technology at this point. Yeah. yeah. You put a quarter in me. I'm just gonna go. You're just gonna go for it. Yeah. Well, hey man, why don't uh why don't you tell the people what we watched for this uh week's episode? We watched the two thousand and twenty, maybe two thousand and nineteen depending on where you look on the internet. Mm. Monsters of Man. Monsters. Not rated. Of Man. Two hours and 11 minutes. Yeah, you're real upset about that. Yes. It was It was a long movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt long when I was watching it. I was like, I think I messaged you twice. I was like, man, this thing's still going. It's still Why? happening. Yeah. <laughs> I did take two days to watch it. When we were originally going to record this yesterday in real time, I ended up... Uh, uh, whenever I got pushed back and it with work and I couldn't finish it. And I was like, okay, let's just record a little later. I can finish this movie. And then as soon as I was like, we'll just do it tomorrow. I was like, cool. We'll just finish this movie tomorrow. Hmm, hmm, <laughs> hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> Trying to get through it, trying to get through it. Uh, so monsters of man, uh, as everyone can, if well, as the viewers can see, and as I will describe, uh, the movie cover has a robot with a gun. So I'll let you guess what this movie's about. All right. Guessing uh, time's yeah. over. Oh, um, I was talking about the viewers. You've seen it. You know what it's about. I was going to say uh, the robot gains sentience, discovers himself, and rides around in a car listening to loud music. Oh, close. Right. So close. Uh, <laughs> the, the most important thing about this movie uh, is that it was a listener's suggestion. Uh, we got emailed from a fan named Damon who suggested Monsters of Man and pointed us in the direction of where we could watch it, which is on Tubi our favorite free streaming service or ad-supported streaming service, T-U-B-I. Big fan of it. Let's get some facts out of the way. Before you do that. uh Uh-oh. Once again, Tubi. Yep. I didn't get any ads. Is it because you have an ad blocker? No, I don't. Oh, really? No. Oh, I have an ad ad blocker and I had to disable it so I could get a few ads. No, no, no. I I would get the breaks. The movie would immediately start back up. So figure that one out, Tubi. Interesting. I don't know. You know, I, f- I kind of go back and forth on the ad thing. Like some websites, I turn it on. Some some I have it off. But for Tubi, like if I'm watching somebody's art and they're only getting paid via the ad money to have this their art out there, I figured whatever. That's fair. I can watch it with ads. Although I I was tempted to turn it on simply because it's already two hours and eleven minutes, as you mentioned. <laughs> Adding another ten minutes of ads was yeah. It it did what it did. Uh, blurbs blurbs. A U.S. weapons manufacturer tests four killer robots on heroin producers in the Golden Triangle of Southeast Asia. It goes haywire. Not bad. Not bad. You know, it's it's pretty basic. It's what you expected it to say, except for maybe heroin dealers. This has got a rating of 5.4 out of 10 stars on IMDb with uh, 7,200 ratings. Median score of 6. Ooh, yeah, close. not bad. I could not find it on Rotten Tomatoes. I did. Oh, you did. 52% audience score based on 100 plus ratings. One critical rating, no tomato meter score. Gotcha. Okay, so about the same. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I typed it in, I couldn't find anything at all. There's a review from December 18th, rating of three out of five stars. It has its share of flaws, but this violent killer robot movie somehow manages to use its extensive running time <laughs> to find interesting gray areas in between its situations and characters. Yeah. 
We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, I did find it on Metacritic, where it has Ooh. no critic reviews, so TBD on that. Uh, 13 user scores, giving it a mixed or average score of 4.0. Over on Letterboxd, it is sitting at a solid 2.5 out of 5 Dang. stars. And uh, once again, their blurbs are borderline summaries. I'm going to read this one, though, since we don't have a lot to go on. I don't think it gives away too much here. A robotics company vying to win a lucrative military contract team up teams up with a corruptive CIA agent to conduct an illegal live field test. They deploy four weaponized prototype robots into a suspected drug manufacturing camp in the Golden Triangle, assuming they'd be killing drug runners that no one would miss. Six doctors on a humanitarian mission witness the brutal slaughter and become prime targets. That's pretty that's pretty good, actually. It's a little Prime. long, but it's not bad. Prime targets. Are you? Was that your best Optimus Prime? No. Oh, that's what it sounded like. It was not good. Yeah, oh. 2.5 out of 5 stars, so raking it about a 5. So everything's raking it about average to just below average across the board, I think, is the, uh, the consensus mm-hmm. here. Mixed to negative mm-hmm. reviews. I guess the only other fact I'll share that I don't have up on the screen for the people watching... Uh, is it did get a release date, like a a, a theater release uh, in the UAE and Ukraine. Ukraine. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. I don't know how the UAE does. I don't know how these numbers work. So opening weekend in, in the UAE, it made $9,194. I don't know what the exchange rate of that is. Uh, and it says it made a gross of 212. So I don't know how that goes lower. Maybe they had to pay. That's what I'm. That's the only thing I can think of is that yeah. they paid. I don't know. Uh, Ukraine had a gross of sixty six forty two. So interesting. Worldwide gross of less than seven thousand uh, dollars. But that released uh, in July of twenty twenty one. Little little theater release there. Good use of the word haywire there. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the word haywire kind of works, but I feel like like. Then things go haywire, or then their plans go haywire instead of it goes haywire. I don't know. Like the plot goes haywire, kind of. Yeah. I'm just saying that you don't like, I never really see or hear the word haywire. Well, I mean, be the change you want yeah. to see in the world, <laughs> yeah. Christopher. Yeah. It's a, that's the change I want. That's it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the change we need so you much. You want to, you're <laughs> anti um, garbage disposal and you're pro the word haywire. Look, you got to make stands. You got to set your own moral values, Chris, and follow through. I'm not going to do it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to share your thoughts and opinions, Christopher, or would you like me to take the floor? I'm going to give you the floor on this one. Okay. Mainly because you did this to me. I did this so, to you? So I'm going to let Damon you... Damon did this to us. I'm going to... No, because... No, how, no, no. How do we not get no, to no, blame... No. We've continuously blamed the listeners for all the bad things that we have to do. Because for almost you said... Three years... Because you said we should watch that movie that guy suggested. <laughs> I did. I did say those words. We could we could have forgotten about it. Sorry, wow. Damon. No offense. We could have forgotten completely about it. Wow. We had other things we were going to watch, and then one day wow. Anthony was like, "Hey, we had other things we were going to watch. We had nothing. We had nothing scheduled whatsoever. We had zero plans." And I was like, "I guess we'll watch the suggestion." Yeah. But that's that's those are still other things. Interesting, because at the end of every episode of our podcast, uh, someone who shall apparently remain nameless, uh, Christopher, uh, begs for suggestions, begs for suggestions. I do. And uh, we get them and you hate yeah. them. And that's your fault. That's your fault, Chris. 
It is my fault. All right, look, I'm going to take the floor. My my initial thoughts and opinions. This movie needed about 15 minutes edited out of it. And I want to tell you exactly what those 15 minutes are. I know a lot of times we say that and we don't, you know, we don't have really good input. We're just giving feedback, but no action items, if you will. I have actionable items today, Chris. If you just cut out every instance of these just just s- stupid student doctor people are they doctors or are they students it, it, it went back and forth I, I think they're they are doctors post-graduation okay like they mentioned school. they were students at one point maybe they're doctor enough to go do humanitarian aid but not doctor enough to i, I don't i don't know how that works i'm not a doctor well one of them makes a crack about chicago's medical school so i figured they were like he's he yeah. said like well you know you could have gone to chicago Yeah, and And then that's a joke we all got, so that's something we could have cut. Nah, it shows their camaraderie. No, this movie suffers, or the I don't know if it's the characters, the plot, whatever it is. It suffers from that horror movie trope of let's just yell and run out from our hiding spot when there's killer around. In this case, a killer robot. It is stalking them. It's it's not a slasher film, but it's very slasher film-esque in the stalking through the jungle and the villages and then the ruins and all of this. And so many times they're hidden. One of them might not be hidden, right? And they jump out and yell, hey, c- come this way. We'll save Ryan. you or whatever. I'm over. Yeah, they're Snell, Des, Ryan, and whatever their, 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 their names are. And what we, no, we'll Jordan. Jordan. Jordan does come up quite a bit. Ugh. <laughs> And just cut those instances out. Like it makes the it makes the characters look dumb. Like it does a hundred percent make the characters look dumb. And I get that they're panicking or whatever. So maybe they they can make some bad decisions, but just continuously yelling when they're trying to escape from the killer robot is maybe not the best plot device. And I I think that out of the fifteen minutes they need to remove, you got more than half of it right there. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. I enjoyed this film. I thought it was fun. I disagree with the 5.4 on IMDb. I think it's a solid six. I think it's above average. The CGI is pretty good. The action scenes are pretty good. I was enjoying watching them. Uh, I didn't hate Neil McDonough in this movie, which is different because usually I hate him and everything I see him in. You don't uh, like Ensign Hawk? I love Ensign Hawk. There's exceptions to every rule. Uh <laughs> I, one of my one of the first notes I have in this film is, oh hey, it's Ensign Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right after like, the beginning of this movie, the kind of flash forward scene with the robot killing one of the the humanitarian aid workers felt <sighs> very much like the opening scene to one of the and I I meant to go look at the name of it, but it does not matter to one of the robot short films we watched last year when we did our our, our uh, double header. Uh, robot yeah, yeah, shorts. Yeah. I remember. Uh, it, it starts off in a jungle, and they're killing innocent people. And I was like, "Oh, look, here it is." And then, yeah, oh, look, sentience. Okay. Uh, the no, I thought the pacing was pretty decent. If not, it is long. It is just a little too long. I thought the action was good. It does suffer from multiple tropes, not just the aforementioned that horror movie trope of just people just jumping out from cover and yelling for no <laughs> they're so stupid I, I like i was like if they get shot it's their fault right like this is i can't even be upset about it the hero of the movie in which killer robots drop in they get airdropped in to the jungle uh, somewhere along the cambodian and vietnam Viet, vietnamese border and the hero of the film is a burly white dude american 
look, I, I'm just, there's a little bit of American exceptionalism there. And that, yes, the Americans are the bad guys, but they're also the good guys in the film that takes place. Like, I, I don't, I'm trying not to read too much into it, right? They get their actors from where they get their actors. This isn't a big Hollywood, big blockbuster film. It has a decent budget. I could not find any information on the budget. I did find where there was an Indiegogo campaign for the release mm. of this film. For They made about eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars $19,000. So it definitely wasn't the funding for the whole film, but it was small things like get your name in the credits or get a copy of the movie, that, that type of basic thing. And they weren't looking okay. for a lot of money. So I'm guessing that was either the distribution or just um, you know post-production dotting their I's, crossing their T's type of thing. Um, so there was a little bit of crowdfunding, which is interesting. I think that's it. Like, I, I would recommend this movie for someone who just wants to turn something on that they don't have to pay attention to the entire time. If it was 20 minutes shorter, I'd recommend it more often. I think it would jump to a six and a half if they tightened it up and made it more of an action film instead of these long droning in-between periods. I don't think we needed, we didn't need to know how bad the bad guys were. We knew. They're dropping killer robots to kill people just to prove that they can kill people in the middle of the jungle. We don't also need to see vignettes of them killing Americans stateside or killing their own people, right? It's not necessary. Point out that Neil McDonough is in this movie. Uh, he doesn't actually interact with any of the other characters. We've got a singularity situation on our hands. It's not as bad um, as he is on the phone with multiple characters. It's not not a John Cusack situation where he just acts with one guy and somehow that puts him in the plot of the film. He is there, but <laughs> they definitely filmed all of his parts maybe in a day, maybe two, depending on how long he decided to work that day in an office. Like there's one scene of him outside the office, like an establishing shot, and then he sits in his office with the blinds closed, with the American flag conveniently standing in the corner because every CIA agent director has it. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's not even he's a contract. major. He's not yeah. Every office has a full American flag on a yeah. stand with an eagle on top. Of course. And you're back to you need. Yeah. yeah. There's no other way to prove that he's an American. And you yeah. run ops via your iPhone with your earbud, your iPhone earbud. That's how you run ops, right? That's how you do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so there's just I think there's some there's a lot of interesting ideas. I obviously have a lot of input as far as how they could have changed it to make it what I would consider better. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not the filmmakers, and I think what they pulled off is pretty cool um, for a B movie for a directed DVD film about with with a lot of CGI robots. I say a lot with a lot of scenes with CGI robots. Yeah, pretty cool. Not bad. Okay. I wouldn't have minded the robots being different colors or maybe some sort of designation so I could see. Like, there's fight scenes between the robots. They have, like, a number on their back, but there's fight scenes between the robots. I have no idea who's winning that fight because they're more or less identical. Yeah, I think for the most part, I agree with a lot of your criticisms. I think that... Uh, I, I would disagree with what needs to be cut okay. from this movie. And I think it's more than 15 minutes. I think it's like 25. And here's the 25 minutes I'm going to cut. Every scene where the robot is trying to upload something and the the, the, uh. the people running the op are like desperately scrambling to try to unplug stuff, right? There's that episode of Stargate Wormhole Extreme when Colonel O'Neill yeah. goes on site to be the military advisor, right? And he's just so frustrated by everything that they're doing. He's like, why are you doing this? Right. Yeah. Like, it, like yeah. I, I don't think there would ever be a need for an IT advisor. Right. Mm, but what sure. I can tell you, what I absolutely can tell you, is that unplugging network cables doesn't make monitors turn off. So I can tell you that for sure. 
What was the now feed? Now it is possible the, feed, the monitors was on. They just lost their feed. No, 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 right? no, no. They powered. They powered <laughs> off completely. Now it is possible they could be running Ethernet over power EOP. That's an actual thing. But it still doesn't look like that. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> For sure. I think that uh, some of the other stuff I would cut is um, I don't necessarily need to know. I don't need a deep dive into Mason's history. Yeah. I think my, my big issue is when movies go out of their way to try to over-explain things. Sure. Like, uh, I've mentioned it before in the past where if you're going to have someone play a character, just, just hand wave away whatever the reason is that they're there. You know, like, you're a British detective who doesn't have a British accent. Cool. Move on. I don't need you to pretend. I don't yeah. need Mason to stare, like, give me the thousand mile stare. Thousand yard, thousand yard stare. Thousand like, yard, off yeah. into the distance, like, when his watch alarm goes off. He's like, uh, uh, my team, I need it. I need it to remember my team. Like, okay, wow. cool, man, yeah. great. I think the best scene in this movie, and I'm not even kidding, I think the best scene in the movie is the the drug hideout shootout. It's actually a very intense scene. Like when the robots first show up or? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Fan- it's, it's like fantastic. right before like the, the, the drug dealers are there and they're like, you guys got to leave now. Mm-hmm. And then that first guy gets popped. Yeah. When that first guy gets popped and then all hell breaks loose, I thought that, that that's probably the best scene in the movie, mm-hmm. mainly because we just get so many different reactions from everybody. I think I thought that was really well shot. I think that action sequences in this movie, even when there's not a whole lot of like gunplay being involved, are actually really good. Yeah. The guy who plays Mason, uh, here we go, Brett Tudor, don't know much about him. He's been in four movies. Cool. But I think he's done a, he did a pretty good job running around, doing stuff. There is monsterofman.movie, and it has a little uh, bios on all of our actors. Um, a little bit more information, I think, than you can find elsewhere. Let's see if I can uh, add that here. Here, So Brett Tudor, playing Mason, raised, born and raised in Austin, Texas. Uh, <laughs> before he was an actor, uh, he, was, oh, he started as a stuntman and worked as a survival specialist and a carpenter on Discovery Channel, TLC, and HGTV. Okay. Like, that's kind of fun. Sure. Being MacGyver and Rambo and Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator, like that's kind of cool, you know, just roll them all into one ball. This movie did give me a lot of Predator vibes. Um, um, yeah, well, they're in the jungle. One, yeah. <laughs> they're being hunted. Say, yeah. It's, it's hard not to be in the jungle with an adversary and not be Predator vibes. The only real difference is, is that where the Predator monster, I don't want to use the word nobility, but like he has a code of ethics. If you could have one going to a planet and killing a bunch of people, mm-hmm. but like these, they just pretty much turn these guys on and tell them to kill everything in sight, which is pretty cool. I think most of the actors do a pretty good job. Um, the little kid leap, I think was his name. Yeah. I think he did a pretty good job uh, for a little kid. Who's probably English isn't his first language, mm. but um, I think the, my favorite character in the movie, however, is bowler. Baller? Bol- bowler? Bowler? Yeah, B-O-L-L-E-R. Jose Rosette. Been in a couple things. 349 acting credits. <laughs> yeah. A, so A couple of uh, things. Yeah, so let's just look here real quick. 2022, Christmas on repeat, cop. <laughs> so it looks like he's mostly just a background character actor. That's cool. Let's see anything. 13 upcoming. So he's definitely a working actor here. Uh, I don't see... Oh, he was a voice actor in The Division 2. That's red. That's where oh, I recognize him. That's where you recognize him? <laughs> sure, sure. 
no, he's just like, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it shows he's probably the most accomplished actor in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably the most comfortable actor in the movie. Spoilers in three, two, one. When he stabs that girl, Fieldling, I was like, I was really messed up. Oh, yeah. Super messed up. Super creepy. He's super kind of, he's calm about it in a way. He's calm and intense at the same time. I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, I would recommend this movie even with its length. Because mm-hmm. I know there's an entire subset of people who love long movies, and I can't help them. It is what it is. Yeah. I think that, I don't want to say funny, but there's just, there were a lot of sequences in this movie where I was like, like not, e- not even unintentional comedy, but when Dez, the doctor who gets his chest stepped on, deafened. Yeah. And eventually he steps on a landmine and explodes and then lives for a little bit longer i was like what um, what what i was like i was thinking to myself these guys obviously have never seen tropic thunder like <laughs> cuz i don't know about you i i really don't but if i ever travel to vietnam or cambodia mm-hmm. or any of these southeast asian countries I'm never going to go for a hike in the jungle. No. Ever. No. Ever, ever, ever. You know, and, and, and you know, that's America's fault. I'm not, yeah, France's fault. I'm not taking, I'm not absolving anyone from what they did. I'm glad you threw France in there. <laughs> we were going to have to throw down. <laughs> uh, no, I just, um, like when that happened, like I giggled. Like I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I shouldn't laugh. This is terrible. It's super terrible. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of funny. I think that the only part of the movie that I didn't really like is at the end when uh, Foster and Major are cleaning up their messes. And like the whole time Foster is like getting into the helicopter, I thought he was going to get blown up. Oh, yeah. Because he, that makes he, sense. Uh, he you know, kills most, if not all, we don't know yet, of the op team. They get into that argument or whatever. And he, but he's like, he says something along the lines of like, you know what to do. And I really honestly thought when he was getting that helicopter and taking off that he was going to get straight up exploded, like, yeah. murked. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like there was going to be a drone, like from uh, what was that movie, Eagle Eye? Just, oh, yeah. The Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Billy Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy vehicle. Bob and Shia. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. Yeah, no. I don't. I, oh, he was kind of in, in control the whole time compared to everyone else. So. Yeah. I didn't expect him to die. Yeah. No, I I mean, I liked the movie. I just felt it was too long. And and I think that you, we approach long movies differently. I think you dislike them a lot more. On the other hand, if a movie's good or if it's something I really like, then I want it to be long, right? I guess I just, I see an independent film and I see an over two hour long runtime. We're right about two hours, right? If we don't count credits. And I think, wow, these guys aren't established enough to ask for two hours of my time. Yeah, no, that's Does totally that where I'm sense? at. Yeah. Like, if it's a Marvel movie, I'm like, why isn't it three hours? I'm paying $12. The movie poster this. right above Monsters of Man says a Mark Toa film. And I already looked him up and I saw you looking it up while you were doing it. But Homeboy has directed four movies. Yeah. Right. And now maybe if I'm a director and I get a big, like a big budget movie to release in the Ukraine or the United Arab Emirates, <laughs> like I might have enough vanity to slap my name above the title sequence. But first of all, I don't know enough about directors in general to know anything about this guy. Secondly, do you, do you have that much juice? I don't 
I don't know? think that's like, marketing though. I think that that's no, like, that, that's, no, it's him. He, he's I think like, it's a I want thing. my name. Uh, I want my name above the movie. But I want it above. The that's movie pretty title. common though to have like a blah 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 film. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if we look at because that's the Blu-ray cover that we shared. If we look at the DVD cover, it's not there. It just says Monsters of Man. I'm just saying, like available worldwide, 08 December 2020. Uh, and, 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 this, and it's know. not even a situation where it's like the movie came out 20 years ago and was like not rediscovered or whatever, but like like became more um, appreciated. Sure, it became a cult classic aged. or something like that. Well, not even necessarily a cult classic, but you just like something you grow like to that, appreciate yeah. it. You know what sure. I mean? Like, and then you redo the poster and then you slap that director's name on the top. Oh, sure, right? like Mel Gibson's name getting added to Road Warrior or something way yeah. after the fact. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Or they but, added uh, Vigo Mortensen's name to the cover of G.I. Jane, even though it wasn't there originally, because they want to sell it. So I get it. I'm just saying, uh, you know, no offense, Mark. I hope you do great things. You've made uh, a movie that we might watch. It's called UFO Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, uh, I was thinking uh, about squeezing that one onto the list for it's sure. It's in development, so we don't know. But, you know, I hope you keep doing everything that you keep doing. Just, you know. Well, I just want to throw this out there. I guess like a gore warning. For people watching this on any sort of video content, but you check out the this alternate cover slash poster for the film. This is messed <laughs> up. This is real mess. That whole sequence of events where the robots cutting the dude up and basically dissecting him to learn more about people is uh, it's something. It's really something. And the gore is gone. If you look at the credits of this film, there is not an editor credited he didn't even credit himself as editor he credited himself as that he's credited as a writer cinematographer director like this is his baby rightfully so AI. huh maybe he used ai to edit it maybe he's <laughs> chat p chat gpt edit my movie edit my movie <laughs> uh two years ago three years ago and i think that maybe if he had an editor it would be a tighter film there's something to be said for pacing and, and that type of thing but you're right i would like to watch whatever he does next the fact that he made this film and self-distributed it fantastic it's not like that's the thing though is it's not a bad movie no and it's not, not at all. And, and it's not even a bad attempt Mm-mm. i think it's it's problems are literally like his, i think his direction's pretty good like i, oh, I yeah. think the filmography and the cinematography are great i loved a lot of the camera shots and all the angles like i said my gripes are acting which you know it's an independent film sure and then it needed to be edited yeah it did and, and that's i guess like it's weird that because let me let me I guess let me backtrack a, a little bit just to be sure. Like the first thing I said is I liked this film. I enjoyed yeah. this film. I think it's a solid six. Which I, I know, like for anyone who's just chiming in, if Mark, if you're listening to this for whatever reason, that's pretty good in our scale. That's solid. <laughs> like <laughs> well, we're we're I, pretty stingy with the the nines and tens. Uh, we're not you know uh, fanatically up or down or whatever we've given very few tens out if any that weren't jason trost related and very few ones that weren't artemis fowl related we don't really touch on it much anymore but this this podcast was created in essence to find diamonds in the rough yeah and sometimes there's you know sometimes there's a little bit of rough on the diamond right yeah yeah absolutely yeah and that's kind of where i feel that this is at like i feel like this is i'm nitpicking the editing i'm nitpicking the pacing but that's what they are they're nitpicks like, I feel like this movie could have been an eight. It's right there for me. But it's just, let's go. You know, let's let's get to the next thing. And, and so I'm giving it some, some, I'm nitpicking a little bit. But this, on the other hand, what he accomplished, yeah, more or less solo. I mean, it, it's obviously got a, a rather large budget for most independent films. 
uh, that we watch. It definitely is. <laughs> it's not some $20,000. Let me get my friends to act in this and rent a warehouse for a weekend type, you know, thing. They're on location, I assume. I wonder what this movie could have looked like story-wise had they gone into an urban environment. The chaos of four, well, three. Um, we didn't we didn't really touch on it. Uh, so there, there's four drones. One of them has a malfunction. It's not able to open its chute. It lands. It, it breaks for a couple minutes. Leap, the little kid, finds its... Control module? I don't Control module. They, yeah, that goes into explain head. it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it somehow gains sentience by learning because they disable some safety measure. I don't know. Techno babble. Like Data and Jordy are talking in the engineering section. And next thing I know, an alien's, you know, it, the fact that it wasn't like, <laughs> um, like dabbing after every single kill, I was actually really surprised because it started learning about the world in 2020. Yeah. So yeah. If, um, if it had dabbed after every single kill and if it had started <laughs> stealing one-liners from popular media, 10 out of 10. That's what this, fantastic. <laughs> Bust it. <laughs> uh, I did... The, Life is not sacred. No cap. No cap. The, <laughs> the science in this movie is... Okay, why do you okay, you build a killer robot, get it. You want to get in and out without sure. with with like with precision. You don't want to kill your hurt your own people. You want it to be able to make calculated decisions, blah blah blah. I don't 100 like there's all sorts of other movies that go into why you don't want to do that and you do want a human touch. Whatever. They're experimenting with it, right? Two, they want to fight up they want to fight real people and so they pick was it op- like heroin? Heroin drug runners. Okay, you know, like you know, they're they're running drugs. We in a Western society, we we deem that as as horrible, especially heroin. I would definitely put that on the list of not great. At the same time, it's a different part of the world. These people live in different circumstances. Do they even have a choice? Like, there's a lot of okay. There's a we're getting into the more moral gray area. We're fading to black, as it were. But then you you built the kill robots with a failsafe that if you lose control over one of them. It uncaps their AI and they go on a killing spree. Like, why? What? What is this? Would you like if I'm designing that? If I'm if I'm the product designer, I'm an engineer. I'm like, huh? So what you're saying is is that we lose complete control of it and it'll kill everyone and it doesn't know who friend or foe is if this one piece is removed. Hmm. Maybe if that piece is removed, the whole thing just shuts down and a beacon turns on and we can come get it because we, we, it's, it's just the stupidity, the hubris. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, it's not even like, hubris. It's like designing a microwave that like every time you, it, like if you press the, the add 30 seconds button uh-huh. five times, sure. instead of just typing out two minutes and 30 seconds, mm-hmm. the microwave actually shoots you with a, with a laser. Yeah. That's like, I totes do that by the way. It's very rare that I don't just hit the add thirty seconds seven times. Well, I, I th- like I think there's um I actually think there's some science behind that. It has something to do with the amount of the power it uses. I, I, all I know is that I I do the math and how many buttons I'm about to have to press. Yeah, <laughs> and me, if me, I'm gonna me, have to me, press me, that me, me, plus thirty, if it's more than three minutes or four minutes or something like that, yeah. I, I then I will type it out. But I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're on a whole other or like thing. A, or, or like a Roomba that like when it gets stuck in a corner, it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the, it turns into a claymore. Yeah. Whenever the battery runs out in your electric toothbrush, it, <laughs> instead of turning <laughs> off, it goes faster so that you bleed yeah. from your gums and lose yeah. some well, teeth. The, the bristles, the bristles like, like extend. <laughs> Stab you. They, go, they just mouth. shoot out. Yeah. 
<laughs> like a, like a uh, porcupine quill. Oh, man. It quills you, huh? It quills you. Oh, yeah. no. What an idiot. Yeah. Not yeah idiot of the movie. Idiot of the movie. Whoever designed like the AI for these I, I have a feeling. I don't, I don't know a hundred percent for sure, but I have a feeling that it was Kroger, David Haverty's <laughs> character. Uh, I don't he, know why, he, but I feel like it was he, him. He's a programmer. I don't know if he was the. They were both lead but, yeah. designers. He said that's, he that's called true. them lead design. He didn't say lead developers, lead engineers. He said lead designers. So the, so I'm going to blame him. I'm just going to blame him. I feel pretty that's good cool. about that. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert for the end of the podcast: Kroger, idiot of the movie. <laughs> Maybe he's actually, he's mine. Yeah. <laughs> who was know. was I, it? Fielding, I, the girl who left, who only fielding, walked yeah. four steps outside of the building before calling for help. You're out of the building. Go, yeah, just, just leave. leave. Yeah. Oh man. No. I, I the other bad science in it was when he uploaded a a new combat program to robot number three, and that somehow made it stronger. Because the only way to make metal harder is to give it better software. It's not so much that it made it like he said the, the words the metal faster harder. and stronger. Yeah, well, because you, I can see fast. You have you have um, tolerance limits, right? It's, sure. it's it's why the it's why the USS Enterprise D can hit a maximum speed of nine point seven at warp, but it can only manage it for like an hour and a half before the ship flies apart due to sure. structural failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I guess what I think that's what he was trying to say is that yes this thing can like we can push it to its limits mm. but then he immediately says but the battery is going to burn out in an hour, like in like in 2 or 3 hours or something like that okay i'll i'll maybe give you that one i uh, i think they could use a different word for it especially since he was just uttering techno babble the whole time and then right when he needed sure. to say i guess just dumbing it down for the audience so it'll be faster and stronger i don't know man i don't know why didn't why didn't Mason, once he's being chased by the robot, they're in the caves. He's being chased by the killer robot. The killer robot falls in a crevice and gets stuck and drops its gun. Why didn't Mason take the robot's gun? Um, and why didn't try to disable that, that robot? Why didn't he shoot wh- the robot? Why didn't Mason pick up a big rock and smash its head in? Oh, yeah. All <laughs> sorts of things. They, these things are bulletproof, but they also have like like tubing that i assume has cabling in it that's important hydraulic fluid yeah hydraulic fluid something and they they're they're flexible so they're not as armored as other parts of the robot right i I don't know the robots did have cameras pointed backwards as well as forwards on their heads which is Mm -hmm. pretty cool i did like that i like the overall design of the robots i thought if you're gonna make a humanoid killer humanoid looking bipedal killer robot i think they were pretty cool designs they were they were a little too close to say it. mjolnir mjolnir armor just a little too close to it to mjolnir really mjolnir armor yeah just like like just in their I appearance I, I don't know if i like in halo armor i don't really think i yeah. see it let me pull up a, a picture of one let's see if i can get a full body shot i really can't let's see this is the i gotta i'm also not sure what the gun is yeah me neither because it's I don't know. And they it has a sight on it, but they don't use it. Well, they don't need it. They're a robot. Right, exactly. So why is it there? <laughs> yeah. Because it looks cool. I, I can kind of see it. But I mean, like, let's be honest. Mjolnir armor is like, especially like the early versions of it are just like, hey, what if we had better armor for our space marines from... <laughs> From every other movie or show that's had Space Marines. Oh, well, look, it's the Master well, Chief. He's got like the he's got the stuff right above the shoulders. Sure, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the angular like the angular plates. Well, he's got because the, there's hooks above the yeah. the deltoids there or whatever for the above the yeah. yeah the shoulders for the uh, for the parachute and whatnot. Yeah, 
No, yeah, I, I no, kind of, I can kind of see it's it. Just, it's it's Mjolnir esque, which is, yeah. I guess, like the Halo technology is supposed to be inspired by like Starship Troopers. Not necessarily near future, but like we just take our technological technological advancements now. Sure, right. That's what we'll probably have, and it's not like as opposed to the Covenant, where everything's all smooth and yeah, yeah. Oh, they made them looking. more grounded because you had the aliens yeah. that were more alien. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we can so, dissect Halo some other time because that's yeah, it's, that's all yeah, just thing, for, yeah. for me, it's just got shades of because sure. they don't really look like the Guardians from Code Eight. I don't know. I thought about um, them with the way they move. I I did think of Code bit. Eight. But those were just people in bare down suits, more or less. Yeah. But just kind of the way they're slimmed down, there's hydraulic, like there's pieces of it showing. It's not yeah. up armored, if you will. Yeah. I did feel like Code 8 a little bit, but yeah. Oh, overall, I think we're saying, um, like, I, I think that by this point in the podcast, anyone who's listening knows whether or not they want to watch this film. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. I, I really 50, would. 50, but so, I mean, it's just, yeah. I'd recommend it with a caveat, like it's, it's two hours long. <laughs> it's 131 minutes. <laughs> it's, uh, don't you don't use don't don't cop out and say two hours. No, like let them know it's two hours eleven minutes. Yes, it's yeah. 131 minutes. <laughs> There's nothing in the credits wor- like or anything. So okay. Oh, I uh, I was wondering what well, something I was going to suggest to cut was all of the scenes with Bill. The uh, the the man that Fielding calls to try to get help to get out of the situation. Um, but looking into him, I discovered that he he's the founder of the Sanctuary Film Festival in Australia, which the, the guy who made this film is Australian. Uh, okay. So he put him in this film, which I assume means that his movie gets into a film festival. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> Totes worth. Good. Yeah, okay. That's good. I, I get it. I get it. We didn't really talk about these actors uh, in depth. There's, there's, most of these are nobodies. We briefly touched on the ones we wanted to, but we, we kind of glossed over Neil McDonough. Uh, do we like? Do we want to talk about him? Do we want to get into it? Or this is how much I want to talk about him. Okay, he's getting recast as Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> okay, perfect. It's hundred percent. Like yes. I think, like I don't necessarily dislike Neil McDonough's work. I feel like he's been the same person in every movie he's ever made. Yeah, like Ensign Hawk is the guy from Brother uh, Band of Brothers. <laughs> You know, yeah. he is the guy from Walking Tall. You know, yeah, he is yeah. the guy from Minority Report. He, he is who he is. So, it, you know. yeah, yeah. He was in Dark Man. What? Scroll back up. No, he wasn't in Dark Man, was he? Hell yeah, he was. Dark Worker, Worker number, number two. two. <laughs> is his first role. <laughs> yeah. I know that he he didn't get a bunch of roles, and because he refuses to do sex scenes. To the point where he he won't he will not do a kissing scene. Okay, which is cool. uh, which is uh, you know I, I get like the, the hey no sex scenes awesome like everyone has like hey I, I, this is the kind of the persona I want to cultivate or whatever. But I don't know like I, that's gonna definitely lose your roles and I don't think it's good or bad. It's just interesting, I guess. Yeah, he has five kids. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't have a problem doing those sex scenes, does he? Oh, wow. All right. Hey, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening to the uh, the inaugural, the, the season three premiere of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. We're starting off with some uh, some good old independent science fiction films. Thanks, Damon, for the suggestion. If you have any other suggestions to send our way, please do. You can email us, scifiwiseguys at gmail.com, or hit us up on social media at Sci-Fi Wise Guys, wherever you are on social media. And uh, just let us know what it is and where we can watch it, and we'll check a look at it. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And uh, if you're in the f- jungle being chased by killer robots with advanced AI, 
Um, shut the hell up. <laughs> Don't bring attention to yourself. Easy. Yeah. Be quiet. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. No, I'm not going to let you outside. That's man. Stop. No. Janeway, you need to get a job.